seen me before. Y'all feeling all right today? Yeah, it is good to be in the house of the Lord. This is a very special Sunday, and uh, it's really important to us when we think about our church vision. Um, I've, I've been doing this series, and we've kind of faced, we based it on the word family, and that, that of course, is the text ease way of spelling uh, family. But when we think about family, and we talk about the importance of, of connect groups here at Triumph, I try to share uh, with uh, all of you sort of the whole vision that years ago God placed on my heart. I was thinking about uh, how do we articulate as a church what, what we do, what we feel is important, the things that, that we feel um, help people grow in their walk with God, help people grow in their relationship with one another, their relationship with the church. I mean, the reality of the church is this. We call the building a church, but, but um, the building is, is a building where the church meets for corporate worship. The church, and I see across the room today a whole bunch of, I love my church shirts. And, and, and when you read that word church, you can't think of it in, in terms of the building. You, you have to think of it in terms of my college freshman son bringing me a water. You have to think of it in terms of the people. People are the church. When Jesus said, upon this rock, I will build my church, he, he, he meant the people. He meant the people. I know through the years we've, we've seen churches erected in, in large coliseum, uh, cathedrals and even coliseums. And, and you, you, you think of that as the church, but in fact the church is the people. And as I was contemplating that, began to feel this vision come to heart that, that I really felt like we need to love God, we need to connect with others, and we need to serve with excellence. And I recognized immediately that the idea behind love God was what we do in our corporate worship experience. We're following with the example of the church in the book of Acts where they met in the temple courts. And so they met corporately. I thought to myself, well, uh, what better way for us to articulate, especially what we do on the weekends, that we have a weekend worship experience that helps people fall in love with God. And so a, a lot of what we do, and hopefully um, you understand this, a lot of what we do, and what the, it changed the songs we sung, it, it, it changed a, a lot of things about about how we did worship as a church because we wanted, we wanted you to experience something here on Sunday that just sort of draws your attention toward God and, and, and helps you to learn something about Him. And, and, and certainly that includes His kingdom and the church and, and all of that. And then the other, the other part, of, uh, the last part of our vision, Serve with Excellence, it, it was our idea that as well as... Uh, worshiping in a corporate way, that we need to help people find ways to serve in a corporate way. That uh, we are absolutely convinced that our lives are better when our lives are in service for other people's benefit. That when we give of ourselves, there is some powerful thing that takes place inside of our own life as a result of that giving. And so we we, we kind of devise this idea of serving with excellence, and, and, and we have a great dream team here and many uh, serving opportunities. As a matter of fact, when, 
when you hear about the next steps. The, the next steps is, is sort of how we help people get in, involved with all of this. I know a lot of times people come to the church and, and they say, well, you know what, I, I want to come, I want to kind of understand what the church is about. Well, in the first part of our next steps night, we talk about um, the doctrine of the church and, and, and what our vision is and, and what we're made up as a church. And so it's a kind of information that if I were going to set roots down in a church that, that I would want to know. I mean, specifically, like, do we as a church worship Jesus or do we worship Buddha? I think that would be a very important thing to know. You know what I'm saying? And so we sort of answer, we sort of answer those questions. But then we have this other part of Next Steps where we talk about you and where you can learn about your spiritual gifts and your personality type and how, how that can best uh, settle some issues in your life that perhaps when you're ready, we don't like throw a hook out and, and make you join a team immediately. We really like you to know about the church though. We want you to know that these ministry opportunities are available for you if you want to serve. And we want, to, I mean, we want you to serve in, in the best way that you can serve. You know, I mean, we're not about just filling holes in ministry. I say, God bless our children's ministry. I don't know of a, of a, of a church, I don't know of a church on the face of the planet that isn't constantly seeking for volunteers in the children's ministry. You know? And, and when you think about that, I, I sort of reflect back on my own personal experience. I just have to be honest with you today. I'm not that great with kids' ministry, all right? I mean, it's kind of weird that way you would think that I would, you know, you would be more comfortable in front of children. The scariest three months of my entire life was when my pastor looked at me as an 18-year-old kid, and I said, I said, uh, I feel like I'm called to preach. And he said, great, we have an opening in the five-year-old classroom. And I'm like, five-year-olds? And he's like, yeah, he said, just show up, show up Sunday morning and, um, and going in there. There were about 80 kindergartners in our church at that time, and I was entrusted with about 20 of them around the table, you know. And, and, and there's little eyes looking back at you like they're so expecting something from you, and I don't feel like I have anything to give, right? Like, how do we do this popsicle thing? You know, somebody come over here and help me out. How do you... How do you talk to children in a way with this Bible verse? How do you talk to children? And so it was a struggle for me. But it's not a struggle for, for a lot of people. As a matter of fact, we have a fantastic children's ministry in this church. Yes, that's always looking for volunteers. <laughs> yeah. And so we want to find out. See, what I felt like happened to me, I felt like my pastor grabbed me by the collar and threw me in that classroom and shut the door and held on to it like this and not let me out. I felt like I was thrust into this thing that I wasn't, I wasn't necessarily gifted to. And I will tell you this, man, that can be a very sour experience if that happens to you. And so we want people to be able to serve within their capacity. And that means, how are you gifted? What is your personality type? You know, if you have a personality type that uh, doesn't like to shake hands and meet strangers, you don't need to be put uh, as a greeter. You know, I mean, there's copy rooms and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we even find that in our food bank. And we have this fantastic team that serves diligently in our food bank. And there are some people that are just in the closet packing sacks. 
Because that's where their gift is. They're just really good at being in the closet packing sacks. While we have other people that are collecting the sacks and walking this little shopping cart out to people's car and they're talking to them the whole way. And you got to have somebody that kind of likes doing that to serve in that capacity. So you have to, you have to figure that out. So that's, that's what we do over here with Serve with Excellence. But this is, this is the, the, the key, the key that, that I think to our vision is that this middle part, connect with others. See, this connect part is like the fulcrum. It's like the fulcrum of our, of our vision here. That, that the fulcrum between what we do in worship corporately and what we do in service corporately, that there's this middle part of connecting with others, that our lives are better when, when we establish relationships. And where these relationships are able to speak into our life. Matter of fact, I will say that connecting is the fulcrum between the corporate and the serving. And all of this falls in line with this idea from Galatians chapter 6. And this has been our key verse for the whole series. It says here, therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family. Now, I don't have people repeat with me. Very often, but, but I would love if you would just kind of repeat uh, uh, those two words with me real quick. Would you say with me, just say, the family. The family of believers. That this word family comes from the Greek word that means a, a, a relative. It, it means of this house. It means one who belongs to a particular household or an extended family. Th- this isn't... This isn't referencing some isolated, on an island, all by myself experience. But the reality of the church is, is that we don't just, we don't just go to church. I think that's, that, that's something people need to capture in our generation. We don't just go to church. A lot of people want to go to church. People say this to you in the store. Where do you go to church? And a lot of times we fall into this trap where we think that going to church is all it's about. But the reality of it is, is that going to church is just a part of what it's about. Because we don't just go to church, we are a part of the church. It's not just a place I attend, it's a place I belong. And when I think about the dynamic of church and how, and how, and how church works... I believe that there is a historical and scriptural precedent that speaks directly to the need for connecting among people. I've said this often, many times I've said this. Healthy humanity seeks relationships. Healthy humanity seeks relationships. And the connecting relationships that we experience in in, in the church are vital to the fundamental idea of what the church really is. Ephesians 2. Verses 19 through 20. A couple weeks ago, we, we dealt with the 19th verse. want to tap on that just a, a little more, and then we'll move on. But it says here in verse 19, Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers. Think about this for a second. But fellow citizens with God's people and also members, members of his household, you, you are no longer foreigners and strangers.
I asked this question in, in first church and I landed on me against everyone else. But I think about this idea of church and it says you're no longer foreigners or strangers but you're members of, of his household. I was thinking about this. I think about, you know, let me just ask the same question, okay? Are y'all ready for this? Are you ready for this? Are y'all ready for this? How many people in this room right now are a born and raised Texan? One, two, three, raise your hand. Dear God in heaven, it's one against the whole room again. Seriously, I am a foreigner. My friends in Houston always tell me, you know what? I can't figure out how you landed on the wrong side of the Red River. But I landed here in 1995 to be a pastor at this church. And all of these years, I have by and large pastored people who are not from Texas. And I think this is, this is how the church works. That we were foreign to each other. That we were strangers to each other. And the only thing that put us together and brought us into common unity, community, is this idea of God's household in the church. Last night, I was watching some football and I, and I landed on Arkansas. And I stopped on that Arkansas game for one reason. Because I know for a fact I've got some rabid Arkansas fans, especially in Doug Fletcher and in the Sanders family, especially Jesse sitting right there in the blue dress. Lady with the blue dress, blue dress, blue dress, Rabid Arkansas fan. And I'm sitting there not because I necessarily root for Arkansas. I'll tell you, when I really root for Arkansas is when they play LSU or Alabama. You would just love to see that upset. But, but just, to, just to land there and think and literally be thinking about people I know who were foreigners if you look at it. We're strangers, but only by the family of believers have we come into each other's lives in such a way that we can share that which we did not share before. And yes, I am an Oklahoma Sooner fan. 
But the reality of life and the reality of what, of what we attempt to do in the church is not to build this kind of worship experience where the only thing you experience in the church is to remain a foreigner or a stranger in everybody else's lives. I mean, we really want to come together. But then it says this in verse 20. It says, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself being the chief cornerstone. So we're talking about the church, and the church is built on this foundation, and they, they lay these foundation stones, and there's a cornerstone that holds the whole thing together. So Christ is the cornerstone that holds the entire foundation of the church together, and that we are built on that foundation. And then it says, in him, the whole building, talking about the people, the whole building is joined, oh, and here's that word, together. And rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And listen to this. And in him you too are being built. And again the word is together. To become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. Fellow citizens. No longer foreigners. No longer strangers. We are being built, not individually. I mean, I recognize, now listen, I recognize that there is individual growth. I recognize in your personal walk with God, there's individual development. But in the church, we together are being built. Wow. To become that habitation where, where God's presence dwells. Matter of fact, I think we just have to accept the fact that whether I'm from Texas and you're from Arkansas and most of you probably from Oklahoma and that's all great, we are family. I don't think there's any way around the reality of our familiness and how that when we come to church, we, we don't need to just come to church as a, as a part of some, like a concert experience where you go in as a stranger with everyone around you and you leave as a stranger that we recognize that as a family, we are being built together. That there is this togetherness that has to take place. And listen, our connect groups offer the opportunity to foster the kind of relationships that give you a platform to be built together. That's why it's the fulcrum between what we do in corporate and what we do in serving, that we connect with one another, that we have these relationships Matter of fact, the whole concept of being built together requires us to connect with each other. I mean, this is especially true in light of the need for shared gifts. Shared gifts. 1 Peter 4.10 says like this, Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. We were given our giftings not... For ourselves, it's not for us to stand in the mirror and speak to ourselves. No, we were giving our gifts. We were given the opportunity for our giftings in order to share them with someone else. For the gift to flow from me to you and for your gifts to flow from you to me. 
And in reality, I'll have to admit to you, I've had total strangers come up to me and give me words, and that holds some validity. But how much more valid is it when someone comes to you with their gift and you know them and they know you? When you have fostered a relationship that if they have the gift of encouragement, how much more encouragement is it when it comes from a family than it does from a stranger? So much more. So much more weight. And it requires connecting. I know we're running early today. Some of you are going to freak out, but... Our, but Children's ministry, I think, are prepared for the fact that we have these tables set up and I want to give ample time for you to go and check all of that out. I also want to tell you that, that if there is a connect group being offered that you, you think, man, I really want to be a part of that. I'm, 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 doing, I'm doing two connect groups. I'm, I'm doing one for those of us who like to put a ball on a little thing called a tee and we like to hit it into the creek. or the woods, you know, called golf. I'm, I'm doing one of that. We're going to meet three times through this semester and play around the golf together. And we've already got a, a great group signed up from First Church for that. I'm also, I'm also going to uh, facilitate a, a couples, a marriage uh, couples um, connect group. And we're going to go through six-week curriculum by a professor and a, a friend of mine who's developed this curriculum for couples and we're going to go through that together, and I think it's going to be amazing. It's going to be new. It's new information. We're getting it free. That's awesome. And so, you know, there's no cost to receive all of this, all of this um, information and material that, that he's given us, and, and I'm just excited about that. But, but, you know, there's other things out there, and I saw everything from knitting to canning, like learn how to make jelly. How cool is that? You know, connecting. And those are out there. But you know what? If you go out there today and you say, you know what, Pastor, I, I see all these opportunities, but man, I just really want to do this. I had, I had uh, somebody walk up to me after first church this morning and say, you know what? I really think I, I didn't think about it before now, but I really think that I'd like to do a connect group on so-and-so. So and I said, well, get with Pastor Trent. That's because it doesn't launch today. We can launch it next week. We can, we can launch it anytime. And you might go out there and say, man, you know what? I got an idea. And throw your eye out there, idea out there and see, and see what God will do as we help develop this thing called community through connecting with others. Amen. Would you stand with me today? God is good. I want to pray for us. Father, I just thank you right now for your word. I thank you for every opportunity that we have to be the church. I thank you even right now that you have given to us the strength and the power. Your work is alive and well in our lives. I believe with all of my heart today that you're going to help us launch this next season of Connect Groups with a very, with a very strong showing and that even more groups will be added to it. But I pray specifically for our church as a family, Lord, for a community of believers that belong that belong to you, but also belong to each other. And I'm asking by your spirit and by your power that you would, that you would bless us to do this well. In Jesus' name.
In Jesus' name. Father, right now, if there's somebody in this house that is in a place where they need a fresh start, that right now, even as I am praying, that they would just begin to pray that they're thankful that God raised Christ from the dead, that they would begin to confess with their mouth even right now that Jesus is Lord, that they would receive that free gift of salvation, of healing, of hope into their heart and into their life. I thank you right now for this opportunity we have to pray with them for a fresh start in their life. And in this, I give you praise. Everybody said, amen. Praise God. We end our worship, our corporate worship, with a time of giving.